The epistle is from the second chapter of 1 Peter, beginning at the ninth verse. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Here ends the reading from the epistle. gospel is written in the 10th chapter of John, beginning at the 22nd verse. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said to him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give to them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. The Gospel of the Lord. our gospel reading from John chapter 10, we are told that our Lord was at Jerusalem at the feast of the dedication of the restoration of the temple and altar, and it was winter, and he walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. One would have thought the scribes and Pharisees would have put him in one of their stalls, desiring him to teach or debate with them, but no, they let him walk around in Solomon's porch, and encircling him, they challenged him by saying, If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. They alleged that they just wanted to know for certain that he was the Messiah. But this was a fictitious charade upon their part, for he had told them all they needed to know, and they had not believed him. He answered them not to tell them more about himself, but rather with words that would reveal more about themselves. 
More often than not, that which a man or woman is lacking is not in their understanding of the gospel, but rather in their lack of recognizing their need of it. One may know all of Christ that is needful for their salvation, but may not know enough about themselves in their own lost condition and the deceptive nature of sin. And therefore Christ does not appear precious to them, for they understand not that which Christ can be to them, because they are ignorant of their deep and desperate need of a Savior. Until one is brought to the point where they cry out, as we have read so often is the case in the book of Acts, what must I do to be saved? Until one arrives at that point of crisis, there can be no understanding of why there even is a Savior. So Jesus began to talk to them that day as they questioned him, not so much about himself, for they had already made up their mind about that matter, but rather he spoke of his people, describing those who knew him for who he truly was. And therefore he said unto them, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I need to stop at this point for a moment and ask you, in as plain and simple of terms as I can, do you hear his voice daily? Have you ever heard his voice? Are you even listening? No, I'm not talking about an audible voice, a sound that can be perceived by your ears. For Christ's sheep hear him spiritually. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, because they are spiritually discerned. Assuredly, there were a great many people in Jesus' day that followed him around the hillside, who heard his voice and the things that he spoke, but who did not hear it in the way and with the perception that he is referring to when he says his sheep hear his voice. The crowds heard his words, but they did not truly hear. They had not ears to hear. That is to say, they would not hearken or give heed. Neither would they obey his call or come unto him or follow him, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The spiritual ear listens to God and only to God. As his sheep, we should desire to hear our shepherd's voice in all things, at all times, not just during a church service or when we read the Bible, but just as much out there, in the world, out there in the highways and byways of everyday life. But in order to hear him, we must be listening, expecting him to speak to us and not be sidetracked by the allurements, the distractions, and the proliferation of sounds of a world that speaks about everything conceivable except God. Oh, that you could hear his voice drowning out every other voice that competes for your attention. The voice of Jesus. If you have once heard it, you cannot mistake it for another or mistake another for it. Jesus' sheep will not be fooled by the sophisticated and flowery words of another shepherd, though they be replete with fervency and fancy rhetoric, or presented with passionate language and veiled appeals to the emotion. For if it is not the voice of Jesus that is allowed to speak through the human vessel, then his sheep will not be drawn to it. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Yes, Jesus knows his sheep. He knows their number. He knows their names. He knows every one for whom he died. 
He is acquainted with all their sorrows, their trials and temptations. If you are truly one of his sheep, remember that your Savior, your shepherd, knows you as you are. He knows all about you. You with that sick body, that aching head, that anxiety and doubts and restlessness. He knows all about your sensitivity, your shyness, your apprehension and your times of depression. He knows it all. Jesus knows you through and through. All the various aspects of your nature, he fully understands. He knows your sins. Do not let that dismay you, because he has blotted them all out, and he only acknowledges them in order to forgive them, to cover them with his righteousness. He knows your vices. Turn to him, and he will help you to overcome them. He knows your temptations and your weaknesses. He knows your trials, and he knows the meaning of your groaning. He can read the secret desire of your heart and need not write it out, nor you need not speak it, for he already knows it and desires nothing but that you draw near to him with it. There is not a word on your tongue nor a wish in your heart, but that he knows it already, even better than you do. You may not be able to adequately convey to another, no matter how close they are to you, what it is that is churning inside you, but he knows and above all, remember that he knows that you love him. You may not be able to effectively express your feelings toward him, but if it is sincere, he knows. And consider this fact. There never was a time that he did not know. If you are a sheep of Christ, then you shall be his forever, because you have been his from ever. We are Christ's sheep because his Father gave us to him. We were the gift of the Father to Christ. Of old, the Father gave those who are his people to Christ, separating them from among men. The Father presented them to him as a gift, committed them into his hand as a trust, and designed them for him to be his inheritance. Let not your soul be troubled. The Father gave you to his Son, and the Son will not lightly lose what the Father himself has given him. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. This thought should offer the most complete of repose to your soul. For what is the reverse of this, but one of the most dreadful things that is reserved for the day of judgment? There will be some who will say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils? And he shall say, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye cursed. Though he knows what poor unworthy ones we are, yet when we shall be brought up before him, before the great white throne, he will confess he knew us, for he is God Almighty. And he knows us and he has known us from before the foundation of the world. For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. And if you are his, let it be known. If you know him, proclaim the fact, for he has said, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Examine your heart right now to see whether you are a part of the people that Jesus speaks of when he says, I know them. Does the Lord know you as his own? Does he have a personal, intimate relationship with you and do you with him? 
I know them, and they follow me. He and he alone is their leader. They're not ashamed to confess it. They take up the cross and follow him, the cross bearer. He did not say they follow my commandments, though they do. He did not say they follow the path I have mapped out for them, though they do that also. But he said they follow me. This is the distinguishing mark of a Christian. Not merely a life of morality, a life of integrity, a life of holiness, but a life of all these in connection with Christ, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, and through no other means. They follow him and not some natural concept of holiness, no morality, nor integrity apart from him. And observe that he did not tell them when referring to his sheep, I gave them eternal life, but I give them eternal life. His sheep, those who follow him no matter where he may lead, are always living by virtue of the life which he is always giving. They are constantly receiving life from him, for he is that very life. What he always gives is himself, and therefore it shall never cease. The more conscious we become of our deficiencies, our lack of stamina, sound judgment, spiritual wisdom, vigilance, and all the instincts of self-preservation, the more comforting it becomes as we grasp that the Lord accepts us under these conditions and calls us the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. He knows us as we truly are, claims us as his own, is aware of all the problems and troubles to which we are exposed, yet tends to us as his flock, discerning and knowing each and every lamb of the fold, feeding us according to the integrity of his heart and not our merit, and guiding us always by his watchful eye.